and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Ty. And that silence you hear means there is no Jackson today. We just <laughs> found out, unfortunately, that he won't be able to make the show. So he'll be back next week, though. Once again, yeah. I have to let people know I did not fire anybody. No. Nah. <laughs> it's technical difficulties. He will not be able to make it. So how about this, Ty? Let's get right into it. It'll, you know, We'll see how the episode goes. We just won't have as much side talking as we normally would, you know? Yeah. So let's get right to it. Let's get to news. All right, Ty. It's kind of funny that Jax is not going to be here because we have a ton of stuff to talk about. So do you want to yeah. start us off? Yeah, I'll start off with uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Alleged new album is called Voltic Oceans. It comes out December 9th. And the story is that the news was tweeted by uh, WWE wrestler Fozzie frontman Chris Jericho, and it was promptly deleted. Yeah, I don't think he was probably supposed to do that. But, I mean, look, it could be a marketing ploy as well. Because, I mean, for me, it's been a long time since Avenged Sevenfold had that last album, right? Hail to the King came out, what, three years ago? Somewhere around there? 2013, I believe. Yeah, so we're looking at three years going on four. Like, of course, they're going to have to get something out soon. So it was about time to start promoting, right? If it's coming out, they're saying possibly December 9th, right? Yeah. And then they're saying the new album is going to be called possibly Voltaic Oceans. And then they also released a or leaked a new song called The Stage. So, Ty, what did you think of it? I thought it was a pretty good song, even though I haven't been keeping up uh, too much on Avenged Sevenfold since uh, the City of Evil days. But it's definitely a return to form for them in a way. People are saying like Metal Injection is saying it's like a return to like the City of Evil sound. And uh, the drumming from Brooks Wackerman, who used to drum for Bad Religion, is definitely giving them a lot of uh, a more of like a aggro kind of feel, like how Zachy Benton's put it in one interview. I would say it's more of a nightmare feel for me. But, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I think that's more for me. But hey, look, anything that gets them back closer to the way they used to be is completely fine with me. So, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Look, plus the song's like eight minutes long as well, which is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even though we both talked about how um, the Avenged Sevenfold that we know don't no longer exist. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping up to date on this kind of stuff because we got into the type of music that we have by listening to Avenged Sevenfold. So... Yeah, I oh, haven't yeah. really given up too much on them. Look, we're all going to love the first, what, EP and then Waking the Fallen. I think it's the, the EP, Seven Trumpets which is or Warmness in the Soul. Warmness in the Soul, that's the EP, then Sounding the Seven Trumpets yeah, is go. the first full length, and then Waking the Fallen, that's the one we all love, yeah. and we still listen to this to this day. Clairvoyant disease. I never get over yes. that. Yeah, for Second sure. Second heartbeat, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so obviously be talking about this for the show. There's no doubt about it. But for anyone who was missing them, you know, they haven't been around for a little while, and they've been pretty silent as well. There hasn't really been any rumors or anything like that. Now it seems like they've got that new album coming out December 9th so people can rejoice. You know, hey, there you go. There you go. So next on the list, we have Misery Signals. Rejoined by original vocalist Jesse Zaraska. Is that how you said? Yeah, Zaraska, yeah. So I know you're a big fan of Misery Signals, Ty, right? Yep. Was there any yeah. other news for it? Like, are they planning already another album, or are they just going from here? Yeah, the rumor the rumor mill's been going about how 
uh, Jesse's back in the band and Misery Signal's doing uh, new music because originally the original lineup on the Malice of Magnum Heart album was supposed to reunite for the 10-year anniversary back in 2014 and they thought it was just going to be just that and now there's this picture on their Facebook profile comes up and it shows every single person from that album lineup and it's like it's basically being shown like that's the band that you're going to get now and then Carl and all the other members who was in the band at Absent Light when they dropped in 2013 not being in the band anymore so this kind of like fully confirms that they're back together as that lineup after so long in light of the documentary that just came out as well too right so yeah it's definitely uh, hopefully there's new music because I'm pretty sure everybody has like their own thing like I know Brandon Morgan and his brother the drummer still does their own thing like studio recording and Stu Ross, their guitarist, does come back kid as well. And Jesse still does um, high school teaching because he always talks about Dead Poet Society and Robin Williams during the set before they perform the year summer ended in June. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Well, I like to hear new music. There's no doubt about that for me, at least. Yeah, Of Mouse and the Magnum Heart is definitely a classic album. And anybody who's looking to get into metalcore or who hasn't heard old school metalcore yet, definitely check out that album. There we go. All right, on to more new news. New news. We have Migosh with their new album, Apostasy, on December 16th on Outer Loop Records. Now, we had talked about this, I think it was a few shows ago, maybe a little bit more. That Yeah, I think so, because that's the time that they actually switched from Revival and then signed with Outer Loop. Yep, exactly. So now they had their album release you know, date announced, so it's December 16th. And then they also released a new track called... I Stole from the Dead. Now, I've been following Migosh from, I think, from the beginning. I've seen them live, actually, more times than I actually thought I would with having, (laughs) you know, not a huge full-length album out. And now they're going to have this one. And I think this track really continues the sound from their previous release. And it makes me excited for the next, you know, round of new songs, plus the brand-new album as well. So I think they do a very good mix of... The post-hardcore with, it's hard to say, it's like maybe alternative, but it's one of those things where they can really slow it down and really show you how talented they are as musicians. Uh, And it works very well. And they have a good stage presence too, so that's always good. Yeah, as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, the name of the album, I'm like, didn't Behemoth come up with the album of that same name already? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you know what it means? I didn't even look it up. Yeah, I didn't even look it up either, but I know I've seen the title before someplace. Well, we'll have the answer next week then, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) So, December 16th, Apostasy. Yeah, I think that's how you say it, Apostasy. We'll we'll definitely have a review for that, too. I've been looking forward to this for a while, so that'll be fun. Yeah, Ian's going to love it. (laughs) Ty, why don't you take us into yet another supergroup? Yes, and this one is uh, made up of members of Fifth Born Autopsy, Counterparts, and Structures. We have no idea what the group name is, but supposedly there's new music in the works. I mean, Brandon Morgan from Counterparts has been teasing a lot of like studio clips of whatever on his Instagram. The members of the band are Brandon Murphy of Counterparts on vocals, Will Putney from Filth and on Autopsy on guitar, Jay Pepito, who used to be in Reign Supreme, is now playing in the pop punk band called um, The Golden Age, uh, probably on bass or vocals, I don't know. Greg Thomas, who used to be in Misery Signals before they got the original lineup back together on guitar, and Andrew 
McEnany or whatever how you pronounce his name is um, from Structures and uh, Trade Wind on Drums. So I'm definitely looking forward to this one because as soon as I saw Fifth or an Autopsy counterparts and Structures, it definitely got me interested because I'm thinking all, all three styles of their respective bands are going to come together and create something that many people like myself is really looking forward to for sure. Yeah, I'd be very interested to check it out for sure. And this is what's funny. It's, this is the first of, I think, three supergroups that we're going to be talking about as we continue down on news. So Yeah, we have a lot more. We really do. All right. I, I'm still fine. I'm going to apologize at the end of the show, too, because my ear thing is still fucking messing oh, with me. Yeah. So let's move on to the next story. We've got the funeral portrait. They've got their new album, A Moment of Silence, coming out December 16th. So it's coming out the same day as Migosh. And what's actually kind of funny is they used to tour together a lot. They're both on the same record label, Revival Recordings. And now they're coming out the same day. Yeah, same exact day. (laughs) (laughs) So what we forgot to mention was you can go to each of the respective bands' websites and pre-order because they have a bunch of pre-order bundles and everything. So obviously I'm going to suggest you do that if you like the music because that really helps the bands out. So that's one thing for sure. Yeah, first week sales. Big time, big time. So Funeral Portrait... A Moment of Silence out December 16th on Revival Recordings. And I think we actually, we didn't get a chance to talk about last week, so we bumped it to this week. They have a brand new song, The Water Obeyed the Gravity. And once again, I am a big fan of the direction they're going in. It didn't seem as theatrical as their previous work did. It's a very mature sound, it seems. And once again, I'm just really looking forward to hearing the rest of this album because I'm already a fan. So it took a long time for new music, and to finally be getting it is very exciting, and I look forward to hopefully talking to Lee in the future, too. So that is a plan to get Funeral Portrait on the show. Yeah, just hope they don't go in uh, the set-it-off direction. No, no. (laughs) I can't see that happening. I can't see a band in revival recordings doing anything like that. Oh, yeah, because uh, I think I said it before that revival recordings has like a very like special theme going on with that label and the bands that they have and the sound that they have. So maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe that's why Migosh left and went to Outer Loop is because they didn't really fit into that kind of mold anymore. I'm not sure exactly why. But when you look at Alisana and you look at Famous Last Words, they're very different, but they're also similar in a lot of ways too. So it's not like every band sounds the same. You know you're going to get a polished sound that's also got that kind of raw feeling when you're dealing with revival as well. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. You know, we'll we'll talk way more about this in the future for sure. But let's move on to our second supergroup. This is Matt Good from from First to Last and then Ben Bruce from Asking Alexandria and Zach Hansen. Who where is Zach from again? Uh the Word of Life. Yeah, there we go. Completely blanked on it. But they have formed a pop punk band and it's called Kill It With Fire. And I think Matt already said that the new album, or at least an EP or something, is going to be out by, like, December as well, right? Yeah, he said that. Wow. I don't know how he does it. He's working on every... Yeah, he's a super busy guy. Yeah, he's on every single thing. And I can understand why he's working with, you know, I know why he's working with Zach and why he's working with Ben, because he's working on both of their new albums with The Word Alive and Asking Alexandria, I believe. The Word Alive, I'm pretty sure. I know for sure that he's working with Asking Alexandria. Yeah, because uh, 
Matt Good did a Dark Matter album with Word Alive earlier right. this year, and now he's doing the, the new Asking Alexandra, which is supposedly coming out this year. I don't, I don't know. But no, I don't think that's. They, I don't think that's coming out this year. Yeah, they're gonna probably put it off till like next year. But Matt Good has been like collaborating with so many different people, and now this supergroup has come up out of this. And for those wondering if Zach Harris is gonna play guitar, no, he's not. He's actually playing bass in that band. Ah, there we go. Okay, it's only three of them, right? So they're doing a whole Blink-182 thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's three of them so far. I don't know who's going to play drums. They could easily bring in someone else, I guess. Luke Holland, probably. So maybe they can bring Derek Bloom. Yeah, I don't know what Ernie's doing now since he's not really in the band anymore. Oh, very true. But yeah, that's, so that's supergroup number two. So expect, <laughs> expect big things out of that. I don't know. I look forward to anything Matt does, so we'll, we'll yeah. see how that goes. So then next is a, a little bit more of a sadder story. So Ben Barlow of Neck Deep, his father passed away and he had to make an announcement to everyone that he was going off their tour permanently for this whole stretch to to take care of everything with his family. I don't know if this is happening on every next stop of the tour. I'm not exactly sure because they're not coming around here. So I don't know how long this tour lasts. But Vic Fuentes and Telly Smith and Ryan Scott Graham... They all went ahead and they covered at least that one night. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know, because uh, I think uh, Neck Deep is on tour with Pierce the Veil, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's awesome. Like, I'm a huge fan of Pierce the Veil, so I would love to see that. Yeah. And they have little clips online right now, like some people like post on Instagram or whatever, but there aren't any major, like, here's a whole song, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. So hopefully everything goes well, you know, as well as can be with the family arrangements and everything. And I'm sure he'll be back in the band. Who knows? This might even affect, you know, the lyrics and and songwriting for the next Neck Deep album. So yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I think I remember seeing that Neck Deep is in the process of writing new music. I think it was uh, I the Mighty too. I the Mighty is definitely where they just because they just finished that tour with Artifacts Pareo. Mm-hmm. Once they finish that tour. They said, they just made an announcement, I think, saying that you might not hear from them for a little bit, but that's because they're making new music and then they'll be back on the road again. Yeah, that's the one. And that makes total sense, too, because their last album came out a little while ago. It makes total sense that now's the time for them to start something new. Hibernate for a while. All right, next one. This is like the quickest story we're probably going to talk about. AFI has been teasing possibly something. Like they just have a video with a bunch of drops. Yeah, that, I think that's it's only three videos on their Instagram um, teasing like some new material or a new album or something like that. Hopefully, it's a new album because there's been talk about a new album, and there's also talk of Davey doing the band with the No Doubt members. So hopefully, it's a new AFI album, and everybody's been like going crazy on social media talking about the album allegedly being called Three Black Tears or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to what they coming out, and it's. And I think October 28th is supposedly when they reveal what they're doing. October 28th? Yeah, October 28th around like, uh, I think around noon or something like that. All right, well, I mean, we'll have plenty of time to talk a little bit more about that then. Yeah. All right, so more sad news. We, We had to space this out a little bit. But as most people already know, I'm sure, Frank Iero was in a, it was like a bus accident, right? Yeah, bus accident in Australia. He's okay. But he has to cancel the rest of the tour dates because he won't be able to continue on. Yeah, and there's talk about 
the tour with Taking Back Sunday in February next year will probably be affected by that, but hopefully it won't. My Chemical Romance wrote on their Instagram or Twitter that Frank Aero's band, uh, I think it's called Frank Aero and the Patience, something like that? I think it's uh, Frank Aero and the Collaboration. Oh, they say Patience here, so that's why I wasn't sure. But they said they were unloading their van in Sydney, Australia when they were hit by a bus. So it wasn't even like they were driving and another person was driving. It wasn't anything like that. So two of the members of the band are undergoing surgery or have undergone surgery since we're talking about it now. Frank is banged up pretty badly, but is physically okay. And of course, they're sending their love for a speedy recovery to everybody. And obviously, that's what we want, too. No one wants yeah. you know anything bad to happen. It's just yeah, unfortunate. Sure. You know, all this stuff is always unfortunate when it happens. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully everyone recovers well. Hopefully this isn't, you know, something crazy and they have to stop making music or anything like that. That would really, really blow. So let's hope everyone's okay. Next on the list, and this is this was announced I think last week, didn't get a chance to talk about it. That live at Albert Hall, you know, symphony DVD, live DVD thing that Bring Me the Horizon put together. Finally has a release date. They pushed it back like a few months, I believe. I think it was supposed to come out sometime this summer, sometime around there. Instead, it's coming out now December 2nd. Yeah, I think they wanted a little bit more time to make sure everything's all like perfectly done in the way they would see fit. And well, what definitely would make their fans happy to watch and hear it. Yeah, I mean, quality above everything else. Like, I don't mind waiting. Believe me, as soon as they announce this, especially because it's going to charity as well, the proceeds and everything. Yep. Yeah, since the proceeds are going to charity, I actually pre-ordered, like, the first day they had it. So it's been a really long time <laughs> since that. But it just <laughs> sounds awesome. It's like that It's like that Metallica live album that they put oh, out. Oh, yeah, the S&M? Yeah. I don't know. There's something unique and different about doing something like that. So to hear Bring Me the yeah. Rise of Music like that, just sounds awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to hear when it comes out for sure. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I pre-ordered two DVDs and two CDs or two Damn. Blu-rays and two CDs. That's what they come. I mean, believe me, there were way bigger merch bundles than that. Like there was a whole yeah, bunch of I, stuff. I've yeah. seen, I seen a lot of them and it's crazy. Yeah, I just want to make sure that I got really what matters to me most is the albums themselves. And then if I have time, then I go ahead and I watch the live performance. But I've seen Bring Me the Rise. I know they can perform well live. So it'd be interesting to see them with that whole orchestra and how they pull it off, you know? Yeah, I definitely want to hear that. So yeah, December 2nd. And believe me, I think you can go ahead right now and still pre-order some albums. Like I think they still have some stuff that you can pre-order and they have all the details there for where the money goes for the charity and everything like that too. Yeah. Now, this is going to harken back to I think a few breakdowns from the past a while ago. Somewhere <laughs> around there. One of our old breakdowns from the past. But I brought up the band Paddock Park and that they had, after years and years of doing nothing, it kind of possibly made an announcement that they might be doing something. Well, it turns out they are. Same with We Are Defiance. It's going to be We Are Defiance, Paddock Park. They're reuniting in Ocala, Florida. I think this is February 17th, 2017. And then I believe We Are Defiance are also going to be releasing brand new music that same day. So I don't know what the future holds, but at least they're doing this reunion show. Yeah, and for those who don't know who We Are Defiance is, it's the Brian Calzini, the former screamer of Sleeping With Sirens. Yep, 
when we talked about it on Breakdown from the Past, he left Sleeping with Sirens to start, was it Paddock Park first and then Sleeping with Sirens, or Sleeping with Sirens, then Paddock Park, then We Are Defiance? I get confused of how he did it. Yeah, I think it's uh, Sleeping with Sirens first, then I think it's We Are Defiance first, then Paddock Park. I'm not sure. No, no, Paddock Park was definitely before We Are Defiance. Okay, so absolutely. Then, so actually, yeah. I think it might have been Paddock. Yeah, here, here it is. I got it. It's Paddock Park first, Sleeping mm-hmm. with Sirens second, We Are Defiance third. Oh. Yep, that's how he did because Kellen Quinn kind of pushed him out. Like the behind-the-scenes story is that he kind of wanted to go in a different direction, so he kind of pushed Brian out, and Brian went with We Are Defiance, which is such a different band than Sleeping with Sirens, but on the similar vein of Paddock Park. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But that sounds like an awesome show. Like, I would love to go out there and see this reuniting thing. Like, it sounds great. Sorry, guys. We are just zooming through all these news things. I think without a third person, we don't go off on as many tangents. So I'm going to continue on with the third and final supergroup for the day. Now, this supergroup is called Speak the Truth, dot, 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 even if your voice shakes. And I think yes. people... yeah. People have just been recently just calling them Speak the Truth, which makes complete sense. But that is the full name of the band. And this is Finch without Nate and without Randy, but with Buddy Nielsen from Senses Fail on vocals. Yeah, that group was definitely making some kind of like news and some rumor mills going on these past couple of months. And I'm definitely looking forward to what they have because Buddy Buddy Nielsen is, of course, uh, a very eccentric vocalist. And he's already doing a lot of hardcore stuff with Census Fail. But whatever Finch and him are going to do, I'm pretty sure it's in the vein of more alternative rock or whatever else they're doing. So, yeah. I would say from listening to this first, because it's just it's a basic music video, but this first single, which is called Crash My Car, I would say they're complete screamo. And they do not sound like, in my opinion, they don't sound like Finch at all. This is way more senses fail. Oh, boy. And I don't think think it's just because Buddy is on vocals. It's just the feel of it feels way more. I mean, the way the lyrics of the songs, too, like they end the song by saying, I crashed my car to bleed with you. Like, it sounds like it's early 2000s. Yeah, it sounds like early senses fail. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, my my breakdown from the past is actually in this vein, and I picked this before this new song came out, so it's kind of funny, but you do feel a little bit nostalgic, I guess is probably the right word, when you go ahead and listen to this, but I'll tell you, though, this is the honest truth, and I'm going to love hearing the rest of what they're doing, but I miss Nate. Like, Nate is such an amazing vocalist, and I went ahead and I started listening back to what it is to burn. Like I was just like, you know, yeah. after hearing this, that album's a masterpiece. It <laughs> it's, is. It's it too is. good. I didn't know albums could be too good until hearing some of the stuff that we listen to on a regular basis. Finch, What It Is to Burn is one of those albums. Like yes, have you it is. have you tried to put on the actual song What It Is to Burn and Stand Still? Uh, no, because yeah. I will be either be walking in town with it on while Nate's uh, screaming out, she burns in my ears. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I just start swinging my arms like I'm in a pit. Like, yes, it is. I can't. And I, went, and I wanted to go see the show, and uh, I think it was, uh, where did I go? I think it was Long Island. I went to go see uh, the 10 year anniversary show, and the whole reception in the crowd was all like going mental oh, yeah. when the song was being played. No, I went to that 10 year anniversary as well. 
And yeah, it was just amazing. It was absolutely yeah, it was, amazing. It was great. It was great. And we'll have to talk about Finch a little bit more in depth on a different show too and talk about their transitions between each album because each album has been completely different. Yeah, because uh, they said Say Hello to Sunshine is much more aggressive than What It Is to Burn and then uh, this new one that's out now, it's like them being more mature and doing different types of music than coming together to do this album and all this other stuff. So yeah, that would definitely be a worth a discussion. Yeah, they just do what they want. They absolutely yeah, do. Yeah. But this is interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the album brings. Like, I don't know, you know, we're going to talk about another Census Fail show coming up soon when we talk yes. about when we talk about show reviews. So we'll get to yes. that in a little bit. But with him out doing that and then Census Fail probably getting ready to write a new album, I don't know where they're going to find the time for this. Like, I don't know if Finch is writing any more music at all. Yeah, I think they're taking their time with this one. I think they're on their like their independent label or something. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they can do whatever they want. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that concludes the news. So let's transition into new songs. All right, everyone, we are in new songs. Now, we're kind of starting with an older song. But it has a brand new music video. So we're talking about the Amity Affliction with All Fucked Up. They have their brand new depressing music video. Ty, what do you think of this? Uh, I thought it was a really good video. I mean, it's my favorite song out of the entire album. And it definitely touches a lot more on depression. And the video touches on a lot of depression, too, as well. And it's a pretty good performance that Joel Birch and Aaron Stringer are doing throughout the entire video. It's yeah. basically, uh, not to spoil it for anybody it's one person who calls his friend feeling very very depressed and doesn't have anyone to reach out to and he's struggling throughout the day with his depression trying to pick a fight with people at a bar and then going home and then trying to off himself until his best friend finally realizes that he is in trouble and decides to go and try and stop him before it too it's too late makes sense to what the amity affliction are all about right yeah so you should definitely go ahead and check out the music video. The only thing that I had trouble with when there's a music video like that, they cut into the song to play some audio in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's always really weird to me because then I can't put the, like if I'm listening to YouTube or something and making a playlist, I can't put that song on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, because you actually have to watch the video. Like I'll watch the music video to enjoy it myself, but if I'm going to go ahead and put it on music, I'm not going to be able to do that because it's going to annoy me. Yeah, you're going to hear um, dialect or dialogue, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's worth checking out for sure. I still really like the Amity Affliction, so I wonder what their next single will be after this one. But this was a pretty good choice, even though they won't get any radio play with it, of course. Yeah, everybody's been anticipating the sequel at the end of the video because it just goes into the, the Sopranos blackout. That's very true. So yeah, we'll have to see. Hopefully yeah. something actually comes after it, unlike The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, another classic band that we're going to talk about right now is Silverstein. They released a one-off track called Ghost with a music video as well. And look, I'm a huge mark for Silverstein. I'm going to like pretty much everything that they do. So it's yeah. not a surprise. not a surprise that I like this song. But I thought this... I'm not saying that this is an old-school Silverstein. It just has that classic Silverstein breakdown, that whole lead-up, like you know they're leading to it, and then when they hit it, 
it just feels so good, you know? Yeah, it's it's pretty much uh, Annihilation. Yeah. The best way Silverstein can do it. Yeah, exactly. So make sure to check it out. I don't think that they have anything big planned right now. Like, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden drop an album or an EP because I'm pretty sure Shane, not only does he have his podcast, Stealing Our Listeners, <laughs> but he also is going on the River Oaks tour as well, his side project. His solo project. Yeah, which isn't bad. Like, we should probably talk about him every once in a while doing yeah. that solo project, but it's a little bit more mellow than what we normally talk about. Yeah. So anyway, so... Like how, like how Dallas has uh, City and Color to mellow out a bit. Yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure. So I definitely recommend this. Check it out. But just know it's probably a one-off song. I don't think that they're coming out with anything crazy new right now. Well, it's almost two years since uh, I'm Alive and Everything I Touch, so maybe there's something going on. They're just doing major touring. Like, right now, they're off with Devil Wears Prada, like Moss to Flame, and Memphis Mayfire. Yeah. Which is a very cool-sounding tour, except for one of them. (laughs) 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 We've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, we definitely did. All right, one more on the softer side, I guess to say. Crooks UK releases a brand new track. I guess it's, I'm just going to spell it, N-E-V-A-R-E-H-T. Navarrete, or if you hold it to a mirror, then it's the Raven. Yes, so I like this track. It's a little bit softer than I think their previous work, but it's still in the same vein, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're coming out with next because I really like their previous stuff. Yeah, the previous stuff is like more in the rings of like a mix of melodic hardcore and alternative rock, but just mainly all singing and not any raspy vocals whatsoever. Right. So I wonder if this is the direction they're going to continue in or if this is more of a one off. And then we see like more of that kind of stuff come back in the new stuff. Yeah, the suspense is real. (laughs) All right. Now, I'm going to be completely honest here, like I always am on the show. But this is where this is where we miss Jackson. Because it's fun to fuck around with saying he likes this band or whatever it happens to be. But holy yeah. shit, man, I can't believe. Now, did you put this on here or did Jackson put this on here? I think I did because okay. even though the response to this one has been crazy, and of course we want to talk about how much we either like or despise this band, <laughs> and we're definitely missing Jackson. That's the third part in this one. So I'm pretty sure we can get it out there already. Well, I guess, you know, drum roll. The band we're going to be talking about is Amur with their new song, Torch. Ugh, I just tie. All right, you you say your piece first, and then I'll go. Okay, so Amur just dropped a new song called Torch. It's just in light of their tour that they're going on with Attila, Chelsea Grin, and Siler. And they're on Sharp Tone Records now. They are off Victory. Right. And they're coming out with new music with my boy Josh Travis on guitar on this one. And... I, def- I definitely fell off a mirror after, was it Slate to the Game or Speaker of the Dead with the Solar Flare Homicide? Sure. And this one, I was definitely interested in hearing just to see how Josh Travis does in a mirror because I was like, what is Josh Travis doing in the mirror? Because right. it's a perfectly wa- it's a per- waste of talent. Yes. For me, in my opinion. Exactly. Because I've seen Glass Cloud like three, four times before. And he- Josh Travis kills it on guitar in that band. So I'm just waiting to hear how he did in this one. And uh, I would say the groove is still there, but people have been comparing it to Breakdown of Sanity. And, of course, (laughs) I think we had the comments from YouTube talking about how 
How but, dare you compare Breakdown of Sanity to this piece of trash or whatever you... Well, let's save... We have a new segment that we're going to be talking about, but I think we have to wait for Jackson for it. So we yeah. have a brand new segment that we're going to unveil probably next week. But yeah. it's in the vein of what Ty was just saying, which is pretty funny. So we'll wait for that, though. This is this is your tease because we didn't get to talk yes. about it last week. So most likely next week. But, Ty, yeah. I, I agree with you on the Josh Travers thing. It's Travers or Travis? Travis. I'll just call him Josh. So <laughs> I agree with you on the Josh thing. I saw Glass Cloud multiple times. I've seen them with, like, Monster Flames. I don't like Glass Cloud at all except for Josh. He's the only thing I would watch the entire show because he is just jamming out on that seven-string guitar and killing it. Yeah, it's mostly like eight-string and nine-string Or eight, guitar. yeah, sorry. He does every once in a while. I think when I first saw him, it was seven. Then he moved to eight or and possibly nine, whatever it happens to be. But yes, he is the only Yeah, I only think the seven-string was with the tap, Tony, tap, Tony Danza tap game. Yes, <laughs> that's a great name. That is a great name for a band, by the way. But what I just want to say for this is, yeah, he's the only reason to be interested. But then this song gives him no, like, I don't know if he comes in and Frankie's just like, this is my fucking band and you do what I tell you to do. So just do generic riff after generic riff. Like, yeah, that's what I worry about. And I think you just kind of mentioned it, too, about how he's super talented. Why would he be in a band like a mirror? And that's kind of the way I think of it because I despise Amur and I think they're garbage. Like I don't care, <laughs> I don't care what anyone like. If you want to challenge me and have a debate on Amur, I will absolutely do it. They have no talent. I just I don't get it. And I think Frankie's a piece of shit. Yeah, everybody's they're, been saying that, even yeah. though he's apologized many times. Before Doesn't matter. His new single just dropped. So that does not matter. That does not matter. Plus, <laughs> if you read the lyrics to the fucking song, he's talking about how he hasn't passed the torch to anyone, and he's the best. And how are you going to continue without the best? So he's talking about the rest of the band, a mirror that left him because he's a piece of shit. No, he's not the best at anything. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, come on. I, look, we could go into the controversies that Frankie has done in the past. Like, if you don't know that shit, just Google it. Look yeah. at the titles of his fucking songs. Like, he's just a piece Bring of garbage. Bring a gun to school. Yeah, he's just fucking garbage. Like, I understand wanting to do things for publicity, but there are certain bands that really get under my skin. Amur is one of them, and I've seen them live. Like, you know how I do not like to judge a band until I've seen them live for sure and see if I get into anything, see the reaction. They are just talentless nothings. Yeah, funny story, because my boys who I managed before, they played uh, a huge-ass hockey arena in Poughkeepsie back in October or November 2013, and Amur was one of the bands playing. And... I think they got the set cut short, and then Frankie was announcing, like, we got to get off stage because we ran out of time, and we got to get off stage so other bands can play. And there was about to be a fucking riot, dude. <laughs> I actually took a picture with the guy, so. Oh, did you really? Yeah, well, I did. Well, look, I'm just going to say, you know, if they're coming out with new music, I will listen to it for the show, and it'll be fun to make fun of because there's no way, <laughs> there is no way that they can ever be good. So, hey, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I do like Josh. That's the one thing I'm going to say is I like Josh. I think he's very talented. I think it's a shame that he's wasting his talent in a mirror because I don't think that's an equal partnership in that kind of and believe. I know it's the first track and everything, but I see every single track being just like this one. Yeah, hopefully 
we get proven wrong and every song sounds different from the last and not only different but good yeah, that would also, that would also <laughs> let's put that caveat in there too. Yeah, I kept thinking I kept hearing Parkway Drive, Sam Sarah from Deep Blue when the oh. jugs open. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they rip people off too. But look, allegedly, I'm not gonna say that they did. Allegedly, just, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: people who have listened to the show enough know that in most cases, this show is about bands that we love and music we love. But there are also certain bands that people know that I like to make fun of. And Amir is on the top of that list. <laughs> I can say, and I'm going to say it now while Jax is not on the show, I would rather listen to Cold World than listen to anything Amir. <laughs> <laughs> so no one tell I would, Jackson. <laughs> I would say this, though. Anybody who's looking for, uh, I think if it might have meant worse to make a pissed off album or whatever, if that's what they're trying to go for, they should have taken notes from Amir. Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, there's some. They should have taken notes from a mirror. If that's if that's was the direction that I'm ever going to go for, they should have taken notes from a mirror or something. <laughs> See, there's a difference between for me. There's a difference between a mirror and of mice and men. Where of mice and men, I am annoyed with them because I think they have talent and they're not using it. That's the reason why I don't like Cold World is because the lyrics are awful and they're not pushing their boundaries and their limits on a talented band. A mirror has never been talented, ever. So. <laughs> That's, that's why. I, that's why I don't expect anything out of them whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. we'll have way more fun with this band later on. It's it's they keep on releasing tracks and shit. So, but that's one of the yeah. reasons why I can't go to the Chaos Tour to the Attila Tour is because I hate Amir so much. I just can't do it. Well, you could go for Siler or Chelsea Grant and just oh, well, stay outside for Amir or something. I would go for Siler and for Attila. Those are the yeah. two bands I would go for, but yeah, I can't, I can't do Amir. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, too. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go for either Amir or Chelsea Grin either. No, I mean, I at least respect Chelsea Grin way yeah. more than I. I have no respect for Amir. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm being harsh, people, but that's what happens on the show every once in a while. Don't worry, yeah. we're we're getting to the love. We're we're getting Disclaimer. to the love stuff. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, here's right. here's another reason why we're gonna miss Jackson, is that whenever I say miss Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, Miss Jackson. Yeah, that's what it's. Like. We're I guess we're old Thai geez, to be even bringing that up. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that Jackson hasn't even heard of that song before. Yes, but I think it's Jackson's second favorite band behind Coldplay. Oh, third favorite. It's Coldplay, yeah. Twenty One Pilots, and then Attila. Yep, and so, they dropped a new vi- video in the song called "Let's Get Abducted." Now I will say. And now this is an animated video, so if you like animation, we're actually going to talk about another animated video coming up. But yeah. if you like that, I think you'll enjoy this music video. But more on topic of the music itself, I actually really like the song. Yeah, I was like, I finally heard some like the fast like uh, rapping stuff that Attila is basically known for with the screams and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, it definitely sounds like older Attila now. Yeah, screams and growls, and then also some of the cleans. Like it just, even though the song means nothing, it seems to almost literally be about a being abducted by aliens, and that's the whole yeah. song. There's no lyrical content that's that's anything special here. But in general, for an Attila song. I would say this is their best one in a long time. Yeah, definitely. So check that out. And don't forget that Chaos comes out November 4th, I think? November 4th on Sharp Tone Records. There we go. All right. So now we get to the last new song that we have. 
And this is what I just mentioned. This is the animated music video. This is from Farewell My Love. The new single is Inside a Nightmare. And I really like this music video. I thought they did a really good job with the storytelling and everything, but I don't, there's really not a reason to talk about it here besides to let people know, go out, find it, watch it. I already love Farewell My Love, so of course I already really like this song, but the music video brought a little extra to it, which is kind of cool for Halloween coming up and everything. Halloween's the best time of the year. Is it your favorite? Oh, definitely all-time favorite. See, I can't awesome. call it I can't call it a favorite because we don't get off. Like we don't get work off, we don't get school off, we don't get anything. So crazy. <laughs> That's my killer. Like I have to you can give me give me any other holiday that we have off. Like I put Columbus Day or what is it, Native Native People's Day now or whatever they want to call it. I yeah, take Columbus that day. day. Yeah, I take that day over Halloween just because I get off work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm sure look. We, we have a lot of stuff to talk about with Halloween coming up soon because you're going to a show. Jackson, who knows, he might be going to a show. He might be trick-or-treating. We'll have to, we'll have to talk he, about he that. Probably, he, I think he said he was. I think he might mention it, too. I feel bad making fun of him, but I know he'll listen, and then uh-huh. he'll come back swinging next week. So that's why we're kind of doing it this way. Yeah. All right. Well, that finishes up new songs. So let's go on to our next segment, Concert Reviews. Now, Ty, I think you have a pretty funny story to tell about a concert that you weren't planning on going to, and then it ended up happening. So why don't you go ahead and tell that? Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't plan on going, but it just just happened out of the blue and didn't think it would happen like because i never like really win any concert tickets whatsoever well that's what but that's I why i said you didn't plan for it <laughs> yeah i i would i originally intended on going to the show either way yeah i definitely want to oh, okay. see some 41 on the don't call the sunback tour with census fail and as it is and it's a really really funny story too because i ended up missing as it is and i caught a, the last few moments of census fail but oh, i definitely geez. caught yeah fucking transportation man. oh okay and I was, and I had a plus one that I was supposed to go, but he didn't really respond. So yeah. Oh okay. Well. So yeah. How did you win those tickets? Thanks to you suggesting thrill call. There you go. Look at that. Now, seriously, <laughs> how like if people can think about this, I won through thrill call, uh, the concert app that we spoke about last week, and we're doing it now here too. Now we are not sponsored by thrill call, by the way. <laughs> it's just very funny that. I talked about on the show, that's how I won the Don't Call It A Sunback tickets that I did the review for last week. And then I told Ty and Jackson and everyone listening last week about it. And then Ty texted me, what was it, like the next day or something? I think it was the next day, yeah. yeah. And I was like, is this real? Did I just win tickets? (laughs) I mean, think of the odds. Think of the odds of two people on one show. Like, I wanted to talk to Jackson and see, did he sign up for the app as well? And are some 41 coming to Texas? Because maybe he will also win. Yeah, but I took it upon myself to go download the app with a mindset of like, maybe I will win tickets and go see some 41. And like, and then it just actually ended up happening. I think that's a lesson for everyone. If this app is so new that multiple people that you know are winning tickets, then maybe you should download this app. Yes, please. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah, you never know. Maybe, maybe the entries and everything, there's just so little amount of people actually entering that you have such a better chance to win. So you might as well go do it now. 
Yeah, because you never know if it's going to surpass Bands in Town, because Bands in Town is not really like, all like sweepstakes or whatever. Right. Yeah, they just have the announcements where this one has the announcements plus the extras, so you never know. All right, well, thank you to Thrill Call, I guess, again. And yeah, Ty, sponsor us, please. Why? Yeah, I know. Seriously, we can do sponsors. That, those were great live reads right there. If they were yes. live reads, which they aren't. But yeah, Ty, why don't you tell us about some forty one then? All right. So uh, this is my uh, second time seeing some forty one because last time was at Warp Tour and it was insanely crowded past the sound booth towards the merch table at Warp Tour. But this one is definitely take took place in the very more intimate setting, which is like a an indoor arena, like PlayStation Theater in Times Square, and Sum 41 just absolutely knows how to put on a show. They opened up with the intro that mixes a little bit of a James Brown song with a Metallica song. Then yep. everybody comes out, then the curtain drops, and they played a lot of like a mix of their old and new stuff. And they, I think they played one song off Underclass, uh, Underclass Murder or something, or Screaming Bloody Murder, then yes. Underclass Hero. Right. And they mix a lot of like their older stuff along with their new stuff off the of 13 Voices. And, and they... They know how to put on the show because during like breaks during the song, before they continue to finish the remainder of the song, they pulled off a kid from the audience because Derek is trying to do a solo. I think it was part of the show. They he calls the kid who says he sucked on stage and said, um, "Let's see if you can do a better solo than me," which is all in good fun. There's nothing malice, nothing <laughs> right, like that. Right. And he and the kid does the solo, and it sounded. It sounded better than Derek's solo, and he's like, oh, okay, you won, you beat me, and everybody <laughs> applauded him. It was all good fun. Nice. And oh, yeah, sure. It was a tremendous live set with a lot of a lot of songs, old and new, and the the dopest part was, I think it's two dope parts for me. It thinks the, the inflatable skeleton that yeah. raises up from the back of the stage holding up the Sum 41 salute, which is one hand motioning the number four, and then the one, which is the middle finger. Right. Of course, if you haven't read Wells Waldo yet, I finally found Waldo during the show. You want to plug your... Might as well do a plug now for your... Yes. Yeah, if you want to see visuals, go to my blog, tyrockcity.wordpress.com. The Sum 41 show review is the very first one you see. You'll see pictures from the show, and you'll definitely see proof that I found Waldo like we all used to do when we were kids reading the book. Absolutely. Well, very good to hear, Ty. That was nice. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) So then I also went to a show. Now, unfortunately, this is when my ear began being fucked up, and I'll talk about that more towards the end of the show. But I did go to see Rarity, Broadside, Boston Manor, and Lake Pacific at an art gallery. There were dogs running around. I was so surprised there were no pieces of art that got fucked up, but there was no stage, just like I had mentioned, you know, and everyone was like, what, no stage? I was like, yeah, there's probably not going to be a stage. Definitely wasn't a stage, but it was a lot of fun. Like, it really was. Like, every band did a really good job. I got to hang out with Adam from Rarity as well. You know, he came on the show. It was great to talk to him. He's definitely coming back on the show soon because he's going to. Awesome. Yeah, he's going to fill in all the tour stuff. You know, the unfortunate part was they're Canadian, and, and that's not the unfortunate part. The unfortunate <laughs> part is that was the third show on the tour, and they missed their second show on the tour because they got held up at customs oh damn at least from the photography i've seen lately it looks like they're having a really good time in all the different venues they're playing but it was really great to see rarity live because i had missed them the last time they came around and that was right before we talked to adam the first time 
So he already knew, like, I'd miss that one. It was really fun to see him here. And I got to tell you, the shock of the night was how everyone responded to Broadside. Ty, have you listened to Broadside? I haven't heard of them, but continue. They're straight up pop punk, and they killed it. Like, I don't know what it was, but everyone in the crowd knew every single word to their set. Which is surprising, because I never heard of Broadside, and now you telling me that everybody responded to them so greatly, and everybody knew the words. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Have you heard the song Coffee Talk? Uh, no. Okay, that's their big hit. You Once you hear it, you're going to understand. They are catchy as fuck. Like, there's, there's a reason. <laughs> but I was just surprised that that was the band that everyone latched on to. And I think they were, were they the second to last band? Because Like Pacific ended the show. So okay. I'm thinking Broadside was the second to last. Yeah, yeah, because it went Boston Manor, then Rarity. Yeah, yeah. So definitely go check out this tour if you get a chance to. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, go to pop punk shows, too, if that's not normally your thing. It's just a fun time. But also make sure to check out Rarity. We're going to talk about Boston Manor in a little bit as well. And like I said, Broadside did a great job. Like Pacific had it as well, but I think a lot of people had lost their energy by the time Broadside was done. <laughs> I could tell. All right. Well, we're all set with concert reviews. So let's quickly, before we... We're not even going to change segments for this. We're going to do a quick upcoming because the only person that's got something right this week is Jackson. And he's not here, so I'll make the announcement for him. He's going to be at So What Music Fest on this Friday in Dallas. So if you're in Dallas as well, make sure to find Jackson and say, hey, because that concert's going to be awesome. And we've talked about it multiple times, so it wouldn't make any sense for us not to make the announcement even with Jackson not here. Yeah, you can't miss Jackson. He's probably got a Coldplay or a 21 Pilots or a Tillish <laughs> He pre-ordered a Tilla already. They sent him an early edition shirt. Oh, so it'll be neon <laughs> green with like that butthole thing on it. Whatever that is. Yeah. All the yeah. You can't miss Jackson at that show. Absolutely. Not. Oh, he's going to kill us, by the way. You know that. <laughs> All right. Hey. Let's go on to upcoming tours. We've got the New Era Tour with Friends of the Show, Farewell, My Love, and hopefully soon, Friends of the Show, The Funeral Portrait with Matt Skagem, I think is how you say it. And I actually want to yeah. talk to him as well because I've been listening to some of his stuff too and I'm a fan. So hopefully we can get that going. But go ahead and check out their websites and see if they're coming to a place around you. I think I mentioned already they're not coming around me, so I'm annoyed. But hopefully <laughs> hopefully I will get to see them live soon. Then we've also got another friend of the show tour, Alteris and Young Medicine. They're going out on a tour as well. So check out the dates. Once again, they are not coming around where I'm going to be. Yo, your scene is dying over there. I really think it is. I was talking to someone about that. Like a lot of people are not coming into Boston. And if they do come to Mass, they're going to Worcester more than they're going to Boston. And that really does worry me. But that's that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Then we've got August Burns Red. They're doing the 10th anniversary of Messengers. They're going to be with Protest the Hero in Hearts Wake and 68. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this tour because Messengers was the very, very first August Burns Red album I first bought and listened to because I've heard uh, your little Suburbias and Ruins, the music video, but I never really paid attention to them until Messengers came out. Then I saw uh, Two Max and produced, engineered, and mixed the album. 
because he was one of my favorite producers back in the day. And then listen to the album, like, this is really, really fucking sick. Do you know if they're coming around you? They are. They're coming to uh, Gramercy Theater in early January. Oh, there we go. So you'll have a chance to see that then. Yeah, hopefully I get the VIP ticket. Nice. All right, guys. Last tour, King810, King810, however you want to say it. They're doing limited engagements. And I think it's like four or five dates that are very close to Michigan. And they're actually, I think, going to do a live broadcast possibly, like a 360 live broadcast, at least one of them. And they're saying it's going to be like a night of sex and violence that isn't to be missed. So I have no idea, but I think they're going to have a string section as well. Like they're going to go all out with a lot of this. That sounds really cool to me. So go ahead and check out their website and see if you can find more details. I'm hoping I get to see it online, but we shall see. And I know they're not your cup of tea, Ty. So we nah. will, we'll move on, but I think that would be a really interesting... Once again, the same way I want to see Bring Me the Horizon with strings and an yes. orchestra. Like something like that with them seems really crazy unique. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. We're all set with concerts for right now. So let's go on to reviews. Let's get it on. <laughs> I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. And if you feel like I feel, baby, then come on. Oh, come on. Yeah, I let that one go a little bit longer today. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this is going to be a little different without Jackson being here. So they might not be as full reviews as we would normally do. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to skip around to some of these different albums that we talked about. So Ty, why don't you start us off? It's Dillinger Escape Plan, Dissociation on Party Smasher, Inc. Yeah, and little for those that people that don't know, this is Dillinger Escape Plan's final, final album. And they're currently on their final tour. This album definitely uh, is uh, definitely a way to end with a bang instead of a whimper on this one, because it's basically a mix of like the crazier stuff with the very jazzy sections and the singing vocals and the screeching vocals, and it's very has some it has some very heavy parts. It definitely has some more melodic parts. It definitely has more softer parts for sure. It's basically your uh, original Dillinger Escape Plan, but I think they're trying something a lot more different on this one. Because I think they're going like all out. Because I think they went all the out, out of the box a couple times before, but they definitely really hit it out of the park with this one. Because I've been a fan of past Dillinger Escape Plan albums, but they think this one definitely says they're the real goodbye this time. Very nice. So would you recommend this album? Yes. And Limerent Death, Symptom of Terminal Illness, Surrogate, and Dissociation are my favorite tracks off of it. There we go. All right, we're moving on to Trophy Eyes chemical miracle on hopeless records now this was a late addition to yeah. our, our group because i did not hear about this one until later and i actually yeah. had never heard of them before yes. until now so i believe they're a i guess they're called a punk group from australia yeah pop punk pop from punk. new south wales australia but i would this say this is, is not, this is not your this is not your definition of a pop pop punk band whatsoever because yeah. they have very ag aggressive vocals yeah like it's like a screen going into like a wanna screen, but you can't. But it's, you go back to singing. It's like melodic post hardcore, maybe. Yeah, Somewhere and they out. have blast beats. 
Yeah. Which is not really a thing for a pop punk band to be doing. Right. No, very true. I was very surprised. I started listening to it. I was like, wow, we need to talk about this because I hope it's something that people have picked up or are going to pick up. But yeah, I just, I really enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah, just definitely pick this up because you'll definitely be surprised or stream it, whatever suit tickles your fancy. Yeah, stream because, it and make sure you like it and then go ahead and, you know, give the band some money. Yeah, because Rain On Me, Chlorine, and Nosebleed are my favorite songs off of it. It's it just the album is just nuts. No, I, I agree. I'm trying to think of a better way to describe it, but it, it's tough. It's something I wasn't expecting. I think that's yeah, a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, it's heavy at parts and then they completely slow it down. And we're also going to talk about another band that does that coming up as well. But it's so different in the genres that they're mixing that it just works very well. And it's something a little different out there, you know, instead of the kind of ho-hum, same old kind of thing <laughs> coming out of that scene, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Trophy Eyes was asked to do uh, an anniversary tour with Emery when they do the We Do What We Want album. Oh, sure. All right. Let's move on to friend of the show landfill they had their ep coward come out and if people remember i had jeremy the vocalist on the show before for ian hates music conversation edition now this is their very first ep they are unsigned so i'm hoping people enjoyed this because i really did i find this to be one of those eps or one of those albums that when you're really really mad and I have been recently. <laughs> like, when you want to, you want to just take some shit out, and you just kind of want to throw things around. This is a band to listen to. Like this is a straight aggressive front to back EP. Yeah, and th- I was about to say uh, this is another band of mice men needed to be taking notes from. Dude, they're hitting it from all sides here because I guess you would call them maybe heavy metalcore because they're definitely. I would say I, I would say the more along the range of like beat down hardcore because a little bit um I'll, I'll get to my take in a second okay oh yeah yeah i think every song is different but they have the ability in them to tempo change a lot so they go from a deathcore all the way to hardcore down to metalcore like they're just skipping around throughout and i really like i'm not a huge fan normally of growling vocals but i really like what jeremy was doing and like i said it's just one of those things it's unapologetic it's angry. You're not going to find like clean vocals in this. They are just going for it. Like it's one of those things where I think it'd be really fun to see them live because I bet you the pits and everyone gets really into it. And it's one of those ones where you wouldn't sing along the chorus, but you could see him putting out the mic when they're talking about coward and they're just yeah. throwing it out there like it'd be a lot of fun. So go ahead, Ty. What do you got on this? All right. So um, my overall take on this is it's a very aggressive album, which is a plus. But I didn't really enjoy it too much because I kept hearing, I keep hearing this, like throughout the whole album, I kept hearing like New York City all over again because so many bands from New York City sound exactly alike. Well, you're not and a fan just, of this type of music normally, right? Yeah, not yeah. not really. Right. But I think this, I think this is like their very first album, like you said, and they're a young group, so they have more than enough time to go out of the box in their future releases and. It's pretty. It's a pretty entertaining listen for the most part. It's definitely like more like melodic riffs until like they slow down and then just go into like this very like sludgy kind of oh. like pissed off breakdown. Yeah, they definitely do that. They go from the like I said, there's thrash in there, there's deathcore in there, there's metalcore, there's hardcore. I just didn't see it as much as complete 
hardcore beatdown as you did, Ty, because I thought all of those genres were mixed pretty well. But I know you don't like that kind of stuff normally, so I knew you weren't gonna just like kind of jump all over this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, they they have more than a they have a whole big room of opportunity to oh, yeah. change it up in the future. And if you listen to the conversation I have with Jeremy, he even mentions that they could possibly be adding clean vocals because of what their bassist is able to do. They have a lot of directions to go. I've heard some of the new stuff actually, and it sounds uh-huh. really good. Like, it is something where this band has, like, even if you're not normally a fan of this style of music, you can hear that this band has promise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, give it a chance, especially now, like, give them the boost they need. Check it out. You might really, really enjoy it. I did. It's called Coward. The band is Landfill. Make sure you check out the conversation I had with Jeremy as well. And just see if this is something you enjoy, because I just love taking aggression out listening to this. Yeah, I can tell. I can listen to this making fun of a mirror. That's <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, landfill. landfill, coward. So make sure you go out and support them. So next, yeah, help them get on tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know they're doing a few choice spots from here and there, but yeah, hopefully they can get on one, especially come out here on the East Coast. So let's go to Candiria with while they were sleeping on Metal Blade Records. Ty, you were the person who introduced me to this band in the first place. I yes. think this was like a couple months ago, right? Yeah. So what did you think? Yeah, it's definitely a return. I think it was like a comeback for them because they haven't been doing uh, some music for a couple of years now since their last album back in 2004. And they've been, they've been around for a while. They've been around for, since like 1998 and they took a, like a little bit of a sabbatical because they think they were going through member changes and... I think some of them are still recovering from a van accident they had. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is definitely uh, a comeback for them. And it's definitely uh, Candiria at its finest. Because if you like metalcore or hardcore with a little bit of like jazzy sections <laughs> yeah. thrown in, very complex structures, yes, yeah, great. this is definitely your album that you should be checking out if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not like, I wouldn't call it mathcore or anything like that. But it's just one of those things where he's screaming at you and then all of a sudden... It goes He's down scatting. to it. Yeah. Then it goes to scatting and it's a jazzy beat and everyone's just kind of hanging out. Like it's Everybody's just chilling. Yeah. It's very unique in the way they're doing it because you could say if they didn't have this extra stuff to add that it would not be anywhere near as unique as it normally is. So they stand yeah. out. They stand out in these genres because they're mixing so much stuff together. Yeah, exactly. And and they're from Brooklyn too. So you see like where like the very uh, eclectic and multicultural influence could go into their music and you can listen to it. If you don't believe us, just listen to the album and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Like it's not hard to see. You'll get to that song. It's not like they picked one song and they slowed it down. It's like almost every track there's going to be some type of instrument that you're like, "What the fuck is that doing?" in a metal hardcore album yeah whatever you want to call it these days i know we still talk about it and we had that little that small debate before i think sometimes it is necessary to tell people like hey here's something that's you know genre bending go check yeah. it out you know yeah i mean they played with poison the well before so yeah. oh yeah i mean they're on metal blade records too yes yeah so they have their background in, in metal for sure and this yeah. is one of the bands as well that I would really like to see live because I want to see how they pull all that stuff off. Yeah, they're very they're very tight live and they uh, don't really like 
fuck up as much on stage. They're very, very tight live. They're very professional musicians, and they everybody just has a good reception to their stuff. Everybody, there's pits in there. People sing along to their songs. Yeah, I've seen the firsthand with Poison the Well. So yeah, definitely go check them live. Absolutely, and I definitely. And they just did a string of uh, release shows in like all five boroughs in New York City. Very nice. Yeah, they did Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island too. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. So yeah, I would definitely recommend picking up this album for sure. Yeah, definitely. See the because uniqueness for yourself. Yeah, the uniqueness is what's been missing the metalcore, and to see the OGs come back, then yeah, definitely check that out. All right. Next EP we have is Artwork, Black and White, off Revival Recordings. So I really like this EP. I really like Sky's way of doing vocals, where he was going, and I wish Jackson was here, because since I haven't seen them live, I don't know if he does both vocal styles together, or if that's someone else in the band doing the low screams or the high screams or anything. I know he does, he has a high voice, and I know he does the clean vocals, but I'm not sure if he also does the unclean vocals as well. But I really, really enjoyed this EP. This was a mix to me of like screamo and new metal almost. Yeah, you, I think where I think the the term black and white, the, which is the album name, I think that signifies what you just said a second ago. It's completely possible. Yeah, it may absolutely. Like I'm hoping to talk to artwork at some time on the show and go through all that stuff with them. But yeah, this is one of those things where there's definitely a couple of tracks where you're like, this reminds me of almost complete new metal. Like, didn't it make you think about like the old days a little bit? Some, some ways, yeah. Some ways. Not yeah. all the time. Not all the time yeah, for sure. Time. But I'm thinking not about, so I think the song's title is, I think this is Relapsed. Mm-hmm. It's like the fifth track or something like that. But that one, I think, is very new metalish. if I have the song correct. Yeah, I'll definitely um, listen to it again. Yeah, and I know Jackson talked about them live and, you know, that Sky's vocals really work well live and everything, which gives me hope. But <laughs> I do want to see them live. I did enjoy this EP. And once again, it just makes me excited to see what they do when they have the chance to do a full length, you know, especially with Revival behind them. Like, I think they'll have that ability to really do what they need to do. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got To the Wind, The Brighter View on Pure Noise Records. I thought it was a very, very good album. It's uh, definitely a lot more melodic hardcore, even though people keep labeling metalcore and stuff like that. But it's more along the lines of melodic hardcore. I agree. It definitely has your mix of very punky parts. It has your, I think some some parts were very spoken, has your screaming, has your singing. It definitely has like your very like eccentric mix of like those styles together, and it definitely uh, makes them come out all their own too. So, yeah, I was really impressed with this album. I thought this was a lot of fun. Not only did I like a lot of the lyrical content that they were going for, but I liked their transitions, and then they also had those background vocals, you know, those sing-alongs with some yeah. of the choruses and everything. And I wasn't expecting it from them, and I yeah. thought it worked really well, right? Yeah, I did. So definitely check out this album. I know it seems like for some of these, we're not even talking that long about them, but it's hard to say how good something is and continue with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you just exactly. need to, Yeah, you just need to check out these albums because without going track by track and saying what each track is about and going through, like this is just straight up melodic hardcore with some punk aspects in it, and it just works really well. Like, give it a listen front to back. 
and check out this band because I was completely surprised because I had never yeah. heard of To The Wind before. Yeah, they had a previous album before, which I thought was pretty good. But I think this one definitely continues their um, their journey in music. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check back some of the old stuff, too. Yeah, Pure Noise is killing it right now. Yeah, they really are. I, look, I think all, almost all these <laughs> almost all these record companies are doing really, really well this year. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on. I believe this is our last one, right? I think so. So this is Boston Manor, Be Nothing on Pure Noise Records. Yeah, I I definitely love this album because I think Ian was like saying, oh, uh, check out Boston Manor and stuff like that on Facebook or whatever. Yep. And I listened to it. And I'm like, and I reposted the video of one of their songs. I think it was Leica or Let Feed, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I think I may have found my new favorite band. Really? New favorite? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my new favorite band. Impressive. See, with, with them, I would say, and this is, I think I mentioned this when we did one, I think we did Lead Feet. I think if I'm not mistaken yeah. on the show before, that to me sounded a lot like the Amity Affliction. And it still does. There are a couple tracks. I'm not saying the Amity Affliction is in, you know, breakdown and then screaming vocal, like nothing like that. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. his vocals in that song and in a couple of the songs is very like Aaron Stringer esque. Yeah. I believe they're from Blackpool, maybe. They're from England. So it's yeah, not with a name like Boston Manor, you would think they were from Boston, but yeah, they're not. <laughs> too. And then when they showed up in Boston, when I went to see them live, they didn't even bring it up. They weren't like, "Hey, we're Boston Manor in Boston." Like it was nothing cliche <laughs> or stupid like that. So they don't say that's just the way their name is. So yeah, you could say maybe that their accents sound a little bit the same because Aaron's Australian, right? And then yeah, the guy from Boston Manor is is English. But there's something different about it. There's some reason why they sound very similar. It's also a very emotional record as well. Yeah, it is. Which kind of leads to the same thing. And I swear a few times I heard some brand new in there as well. Yeah, I thought I heard some brand new with certain parts of some songs too as well. So what would you call this? Because this isn't melodic hardcore. This is more post-hardcore punk? Post-hardcore pop-punk? Yeah, I would say the more along the lines of post-hardcore alternative rock, but just blending the two. Throwing a little pop-punk in there, too, for good yeah, measure. That yeah, too, that yep, too. That too. I'm with you. But yeah, definitely check this out. And I thought they did very well live, too. Yeah, I want to see them live, definitely. Yeah, that was fun. Like, it'd be nice to see them do an extended set, but it, yes. was, a, it was a lot of fun to see them. So yeah, make sure you check them out live, too, and pick up this album. It sounds like it's going to be depressing, and there are some parts. It is an emotional album for sure because of what they're talking about and dealing with but yeah you should definitely check this out yeah pure noise should definitely do a tour with all their bands yeah that would be pretty cool i want revival to do that i want pure noise to do that i want what was that other oh solid state to do that yeah like there's, yeah. there's a bunch yeah of you them. can't let sumerian records take all of the- yeah right if sumerian can do it why can't everyone else <laughs> just go ahead and take these guys out Oh, Rise Records doing that too as well with the Rise Up tour. Oh, that's right. See, look at that. They've already started. Might as well have all the other ones finish. Exactly. All right. So now upcoming albums for next week. And we'll go ahead and we'll announce which ones we're going to review coming up. That way we kind of surprise people. But right now what we've got on the list, and things might change. We might have more. We might have less. We'll see. But we've got first with I Prevail. They've got Lifelines on Fearless Records. Now this is a long time coming. Because they had that EP out for forever. And they went and they did tours with it. They did everything. They finally have their brand new album, Lifelines, coming out on Friday, October 21st. 
and I am really looking forward to this album. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to do very well for them. The excitement is real when it comes to Ian on I Prevail. <laughs> the excitement is real for all new music with me. Yeah. I'm almost always excited. Yeah. <laughs> Next album we have is Corn, The Serenity of Suffering on Roadrunner. Yep. Looking forward to that one, too. Then we've got Woven War, Honor is Dead on Metal Blade. Yeah, definitely looking forward to this one because it's been the rumor's been going that it's a very aggressive album than the, the last one, so I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that. Very nice, very nice indeed. And I have to listen to this because I haven't heard that much of Woven War. I saw them live, remember, and I said they weren't very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I saw them live too with the trailer, and they yeah. weren't the Shane's vocals weren't that good. No, no, no. So I'm hoping that they've got it all together and that we'll enjoy yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then lastly, for now, we've got Dark Complex. Point Oblivion on Spine Farm. Yeah, that, I think I don't know if you heard this band, Ian, but they have some pretty good, like, new metal kind of like metal chorus kind of stuff that I know you definitely would like because I liked it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I have heard of them, but I haven't heard their music before. They're pretty, they're good. I'm definitely looking forward to hear what they have in their full length. Very nice. All right. So let's go ahead and let's move to Breakdown from the Past. Do that. Breakdown from the past time. Now, this is the second week in a row without one from Jackson. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Ty, what do you got? All right. I have a band who is of Rise Records alumni. They're called Of Machines. They're oh, from Florida, yeah. I believe. <laughs> All right. I know. Yeah. The album, As If Everything Was Held in Place, very, very underrated album, came out in 2009. It's definitely a mix of like ambient, indie, post-hardcore kind of stuff with a mix of screams and very high-pitched singing, and, and of course, people who don't know of Machines, this was Austin Thornton from Of What Was Me fame's old band before he left that and started doing What Was Me and basically fucked up that band. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, definitely check out Of Machines. They're a very underrated album, underrated band. This should have continued on, and there was supposed to be a EP, which is the final EP, which everybody... From basically that lineup got back together to do an EP, but there's some behind-the-scenes bullshit that happened when the clean vocalist Dylan Anderson, who was in charge of the campaign where they raised the money for the EP, basically disappeared and took all the money, and people didn't get what they wanted. I'm gonna say allegedly because allegedly. I thought I thought they I thought he ended up giving that back possibly, so I don't yeah. remember. But yeah, that was a big story with Kickstarter about how, and that's what. I was worried about with from first to last and all that kind of stuff was yeah that guy just ran that situation yeah. got situated it, well still haven't received my stuff by the way oh yeah and heard nothing Sumerian. yeah and heard nothing about it but it was still awesome I mean really the thing that matters the most is Matt Good coming on the show so yeah <laughs> yeah for anyone who hasn't listened to that go listen to that Ian hates music conversation edition with Matt Good because that was a lot of fun yeah and definitely check out of machines as if everything was held in place. Underrated album, great stuff, breakdown from the past. I agree. I totally agree. I like that too. All right. So mine is kind of relatively in the same vein, I would say, is that we're going back a little bit farther, though. This is 2003, I believe, and the band is called After the Tragedy. Now, it's not the After the Tragedy that's out now. They're like hardcore or something like that. It's not that band. So if you Google this band, you might not come up with it right away. But they have one full-length album called The Beautiful Brand New. And then they have an EP that came out 
called Voyage of Reason, and that came out in 2007. You know, there was a big little block in there where they went from full album to EP, and then that's it. But this harkens back to like what we were talking about before with the supergroup, the Senses Fail and Finch together, and talking about what it is to burn and all that kind of stuff. This is, I would call it, Screamo... I don't know. You wouldn't call it metalcore. So it's Screamo something. <laughs> Screamo something. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where the guitar is raw. There's two different styles of vocals, but it's that talk into the scream kind of vocals. Like it's yeah. that reminds you so much of early 2000s. And it just reminded me of trying to sneak into bars to see bands like this play live, like on places where there weren't a stage. You know what I mean? Like no stages, <laughs> yeah. no nothing. Like it just reminds me of that time. I found myself just like screaming this along because I hadn't heard this band in so long. And it was just, oh, like, yeah, it was just one of those things where it just felt so right. Like this was one of those genres that I'll always love. Yeah, always, I have to see always. that one day where you just scream along to so much different bands, music and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no, it'll happen. It'll definitely <laughs> happen. But yeah, I love this kind of shit. It's great. I would recommend just so you can get an idea of the style I'm talking about, pick up or, you know, they are on Spotify. So check out the beautiful brand new, that full length album. And the last track is called Roses in the Fence. And that'll just encapsulate what this band is with the style that they're going for. They have the sing-along choruses. Like, it's just so classic 2003, early 2000s. And it just works so well. Like, I love this genre. It just reminds me of a little bit of the earlier of Machines type style. Uh, I think one of the breakdowns from the past I did recently on the last day. It's on that kind of style. The Hurt Process, like all these different bands had a kind of similar sound at at one point. Just check out After the Tragedy. That's my breakdown from the past. I am still enjoying them now, just remembering all their stuff. So (laughs) check it out. All right, guys, this brings us to the end of the show. Ty, thank you very much. Why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff again? My uh, blog is up, tyrockcity.wordpress.com. It's simply titled the Ty Rock City Music Entertainment Blog. You could read up all a lot of show reviews, and you could also check out my photography on my Instagram page at Ty underscore Rock City Photography. Check out a lot of stuff that I have, and um, hopefully I'll be setting up shop there for digital downloads that will be available to people very, very soon, hopefully. Very nice. And pretty much, yeah, just thank you for listening to the show, even though it was just us two and not the three of us as we (laughs) normally would do. But yeah, keep rating, keep subscribing, keep uh, promoting the show. We definitely would appreciate it if you do. And we have a whole bunch of stuff coming up that we can't share with you guys just yet, especially when it comes to interviews and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, keep supporting and keep rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff. So we definitely would appreciate it. Spread the love, man. Absolutely. And yeah, on that note, I just did the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Hajira, who we've talked about on the show multiple times. They had their new album, The Sentinel, come out recently. It is awesome. So this was a different experience because Elliot, the lead vocalist, actually periscoped 
live while we were doing the show. So it ended up being around an hour and a half. So what I did was, even though the Periscope is all there to view as well, I went ahead and I just edited out some of the Skype noises, then added an intro and outro and two Hajira songs and put it out as the podcast show as well. So make sure to check that out because this is a band that should not be unsigned. They should have signed. I mean, it's crazy. So It should be signed. Yeah, and this was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely a lot of fun. We joked around a lot. So you really enjoy this band as people and want to go get their music as well. So Yeah, on that note, thank you, Hajira, for making me feel special. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I got a <laughs> shout-out. It was very cool. But we're not going to tell you what it is. You got to go listen to yes. the conversation to see what I'm talking about and what Ty's talking about. So thank you to them. I'm sure they're going to be back on the show again. Looking forward to everything they're going to be doing in the future. Yeah, for sure. So continue on to what Ty said. And actually, I do want to mention, too, so I apologize I guess after the fact, not even in advance, I apologize if for some reason people have been able to tell a difference in my voice or the difference in quality. I'm not sure if that's possible, but I do want to apologize. I had some crazy ear something happen last Wednesday right before I did the Hijira thing, and now I'm still working through it. So hopefully it hasn't affected anything, but just in case, I do apologize if something sounds off or something, because I'm obviously I'm editing and doing the shows with the ear problem, which doesn't make things very easy. So just going to yeah. you know, say that for now. But then also jumping on what Ty said as well, please continue to share, review, subscribe. We're going to start a competition or a contest where if you go ahead and you review the show, we'll go ahead and talk about it as well. So we'll have more details on that, but start doing it now. You're eligible as this is going on we have tons of listeners out there but people do not rate it only takes you like three minutes it's really nothing so just go a second yeah it might seriously you click on that five stars and just be like this show is awesome whatever it happens (laughs) to be whatever you're feeling if you're listening to the show you like it so and we know you're out there because i know the deal so do that for us it really really helps us out we can't even tell you how much that helps us out and then you can interact with us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then you can email me, Ian Hates at gmail.com. And you can stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies at www.ianhates.com. I think that covers everything. So, Ty, do you have any final words for everyone? Expect nothing less. And I will leave you the way I always do long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.